to The Mob Show. I'm Mason on Business Startups Q here. This is how I do things. Big ideas for small budgets. Let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome to The Mob Show and I am back in the UK. I've just come back from Sri Lanka, spent a week and a half, two weeks driving around in a tuk-tuk with two other equally stupid people, uh, good friends of mine, working business associates. Uh, we've uh, yeah we've made it in one piece. A couple of hair raising moments. Got hit by a bus while actually I had my foot resting over the front of a tuk tuk uh, while my colleague was licking my toes, as you do, and that turned into a bus smashing into the side of us, and uh, and us thinking we're going to die for a short moment. So out there, they're crazy drivers, the bus drivers. But anyway, I'm back in one piece, and we are talking about five things to do to make your bricks and mortar retail business work. Without further ado, this is number five. We're talking about a point of difference. And this, for me, is probably the most fundamental thing that you can do. And it's kind of, it comes before you start your business, but it can come again as well later on in your business because people, you've got to change, you've got to evolve. Uh, first to market doesn't always win in business. It can certainly get a, a presence and a foothold, but first to market often gets beaten by someone who adapts and improves. So you've got to make sure if you run a business, you don't rest on your laurels. What worked three years ago may not work today. Really important to remember. I'm not trying not to go off topic here, but a lot of marketing businesses, a lot of businesses in marketing, a lot of advertising companies, they all do this philosophy. They go, well, TV advertising used to work for us, so we'll keep doing it now. That's wrong. Still do it. If, still do something if it works and you can measure it, but you do have to adapt and change and evolve. A good example is people do social media advertising with ambassadors and influencers, and they the same people they use three, four years ago because it was new and they were the first advertisers using social media influencers may not be effective now. In fact, very often some of the influencers out there aren't influencing their sector. Ignore that bit, Nancy. Um, Delete this bit. Things have to change, have to adapt and never be afraid to try something completely different and test it if it works. We've been doing it recently. We've been going back to old faithful flyering and text messaging to see if it works. And it's worked for us really effectively, actually. We've had some really good conversion rates on some firing campaigns, specifically to a sample product that someone can have that actually is a good enough sample to incentivize them to get off their backsides and give it a go. And it's brought us some new customers. That's great. So we're going to now apply that to all of our stores. And it's just a simple matter of mathematics, isn't it? If something works in a number of locations within a range of deviation of um, 1% conversion somewhere, 1.1 somewhere else, 0.9 elsewhere, Okay, that's cool. You tried a few different areas, different demographics, it's worked. Now scale the mother up. Anyway, that's my, that's, that's a different section, but I've got to talk about point of difference and what I was trying, the reason why I was mentioning those things was it's about changing and maybe if you, if you lack a point of difference three years down the line, sit there and think with your team, how can you create a point of difference? So anyway, um, number five, point of difference. What is a point of difference? Most importantly then, let's just talk about that. What is a point of difference in business? What's a point of difference in life? It takes you back to the very fundamental notion of what an entrepreneur is. Entrepreneur means to affect change. That means change how people do things, change how people see things, change how people interact with the market, a product, a service. When we talk about the phrase disruptive entrepreneur, um, it's a bit of a tautology. A tautology is a, is a kind of a repetitive term, but um, an entrepreneur by the very nature is disruptive. So a disruptive entrepreneur is a double positive or whatever. Anyway, um, that's an English lesson for another day. But uh, an entrepreneur by its very nature is to affect change. So let's talk about it. So what is what did Mark Zuckerberg do? How, did, how is he an entrepreneur? Well, he affected change in the way that people communicated online or connected with people. 
in with, you know, with with their college yearbooks, I suppose he disrupted the yearbook at his very at his very heart. What did Mark Zuckerberg do? He disrupted how people connect with their old alumni at schools. That's in a nutshell what it is. Now he 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 dis well to be fair, no, he doesn't disrupt as much. He buys companies that have disrupted. Google do the same. How did Google do things? Google created an amazing algorithm that uh, was a very well. It was the best algorithm. It was the fastest algorithm. It was the most comprehensive algorithm. They disrupted the search market to the point that they are now 80% of all global searches. Oh, I think in, in, in and of that region, 70 to 80%. How did Richard Branson disrupt things? Well, he created an airline that was apart from the big mega corporations and created a, um, a high-end boutique fun airline that carried his own values and his own brands. Ignore that bit about Richard Branson. That's fucking boring as well. Um, people who invented compare the market. Richard Lewis, a more money-saving expert in the UK, a, a you know, mega, mega wealthy entrepreneur, he disrupted change in how people searched for insurance or money-saving tips or or better policies by having a, uh, a an a, a by having an amalgamating website that found the best prices from a number of different platforms across the internet. That's how he disrupted. So that's what entrepreneurialism is. It's a point of difference. It's about effective. That's what entrepreneurialism means. It's very hard. It's about effective change. About affecting change. Um, so that's what being an entrepreneur is at its very heart. It's about affecting. About that's what being an entrepreneur is at its very heart. It's about affecting change. So when you affect change, you're creating a situation. That is, situation is you're providing something that hasn't been done before, or you're providing something that is now being done vastly better by you, but you're creating a point of difference between you and another competitor in the marketplace. So likewise, when I started my business, Vape and Juice, back in 2013, 2014, and we opened a shop in Essex, the first shop in Essex, how was I affecting change? How can I talk from a point of, of authority? Well, at the time, you could only buy e-cigarette liquids and e-cigarettes in the very earliest form from petrol stations. You could buy them from Amazon, um, up until about 2012, 2013, but then it stopped. So it was pretty much all from petrol stations. The odd weird website, but not a great deal. But there's certainly nowhere to go in my county, which is a broad area. Her county is over a million people. There was nowhere to go and get advice and buy a range of products from a proper independent or specialist retailer. We were the first fundamentally only vape shop. That That's in a nutshell. So how do we affect change? Well, we didn't even affect change. We just created... The movement in our county we were the first in our county and there were other firms who were the first in their counties not even just the first in the town first in the county um, so that's what we did differently we thought the industry should not be only sold in petrol stations we thought it was too broad an industry it needed its own retail sector its own retail category and we created that that's how i affected change i thought buying an e-cigarette in a petrol station when there's so many different types of liquids, so many different needs for different people, can't work in a petrol station unless people totally and totally understand the, the products they're buying. And that's a number and number of years away of education. So we affect the change in that way. Uh, likewise, we, likewise, I'm the co-founder of a healthy eating, casual dining business, The Skinny Kitchen. 
we started that business simply because there was no healthy eating options out in Ibiza where people were quite body conscious. You're always with your top off. If you're a guy and girls in their bikinis, people, you know, people feel a bit self-conscious. Whether or not you, that's right or wrong, that's another conversation. People do feel self-conscious. And if you're someone who takes care of himself or eats well, goes to the gym to look good and feel better on holiday and wear clothes that, that they feel good in, who feel good about themselves, the last thing you want to have in Ibiza is morning after going out when you feel a bit rough it's, it's pizza. Well, it tastes nice having a pizza, but for me, I wanted to eat well. So did my wife, so did our friends, and that's why we set up the Skinny Kitchen. Again, we created a point of difference. That meant we had something that people couldn't get elsewhere, and they flocked to come and see it. And it worked, and it worked incredibly well. And it's one of the best things because you're creating a buzz or creating a story. So what's the alternative if you don't make a point of difference? Well, what you're doing is you're building a, you're building a Me Too business. And a Me Too business is very simple. Someone going, oh, look at those guys. That looks easy. They're doing it. I reckon I could just copy that. I'll do it a bit better. But haven't actually thought through what was going to make them better. They haven't got those couple of years of experience of making the mistakes that you make in a business. You know, personnel issues, infrastructure issues. They've got none of those experiences. They just go, I'm going to copy that. And I'm going to, I'm going to leech a small percentage of that market. And that's effectively what happens. But when that is your only strategy is to leech a bit of the business, take a bit of their business, you think you can do it better, but you don't have any real reason how, that's all you're ever going to create is a small business, a small me too business. Rather than going, I'm going to see what they've done there. And I'm going to raise them by adding these following points of difference and make it scalable and have 10 of them. That's a different mindset. And you need to have the mindset of creating a point of difference. So from the very outset, if you're looking to set up a bricks and mortar business, forget about what people tell you about Amazon's the only way you can, the only, the only game in town. They're not. But you've got to make sure that what you do can't be done in the way that you do it and in as good a way than anyone else. So doing things different is one thing, but it has to be, it has to be different in a way that benefits the consumer. It has to be different in a way that benefits someone, not just different for the sake of it. You know, What's different about your restaurant? Oh, we're all dressed up as zebras. That's pointless. It's probably quite fun for kids, to be fair. So it might actually work, but it needs to be a point of difference that works well. What's good about your restaurant? We provide you know, healthy cuisine that's fast food and it's free. You know, obviously, that's, that's a terrible idea because you're not going to run a business that way, but it's a point of difference. That's what I'm getting at, is you have to add value to someone. If you don't add value, you're going to struggle because there's no reason for someone to use your business over someone else. And then what happens, especially in retail and bricks and mortar, is that leads to price competition, price wars, because the only way you're ever going to win a customer is just by being cheap. That slims your margins, trims your margins, and inhibits your ability to invest in the business, get better staffing, and invest better infrastructure, and grow for the future. It's a short-term game. So before you even start your bricks and mortar business, the first thing you need to make sure is what your point of difference is. Define it. Make sure no one else can operate in that way. Make sure you know it down to a T. Make sure you know how to execute it. And if you have a point of difference, if you have a product that no one else specializes in, if you have a product that no one else sells, if you've got a way of doing business that's better, then you're at a unique advantage. And then, once you're up and running and people start copying you, you must spend time in a business to become an entrepreneur as well as an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is someone who's entrepreneur within their own business so it's not about creating new businesses it's about creating new initiatives within that business and that should become a key part of your business even if you just spend three four five hours once a month once a quarter once a week and going how can we continue to be different than other people 
What do our competitors do? And that becomes a very important part of your business, competitor analysis. It's not just for, for things like SEO research. You need to go into your competitor stores, send in mystery shoppers, find out what the shopping experience is and work out how you can continue to be ahead of your competitors. And if you spend time doing that when they're not doing that, if you spend time thinking about how to be different and better and disrupt the model, effectively putting yourself out of business, that's the way to look at it. How can you put yourself out of business? Just being cheap won't put you out of business. It will trim your margins, but then you won't have the capital reserves coming in to maintain being open. So you need to be different in a way that offers an experience and that's better than what is currently out there. That is our final point. That's number five of top five ways to win in bricks and mortar retail. The most important for me is create a point of difference. And if you have no point of difference, you have no future. And it's tried and tested time and time again across every industry, every market, every sector. Have a point of difference that really adds value to the people you're targeting. If you get that right, you get the whole game right. Thanks for listening. That's our top five. If you've got any questions or any comments, stick them in the comments below. Don't forget to drop us a message on the Instagram. It's at, it's at the underscore mob show, or you can get us on mobshow.com. Rate, review, and share to a friend if you think this will benefit them as well. Thanks for listening. That's the Mob Show. Thanks for listening to today's show. Check us out online, themobshow.com. Check us on Twitter, the underscore mob show. Always chucking out bits of advice there. And follow our journey of setting up a CBD shop in the cannabis space, Instagram, at local CBD shop. Or you can find ourselves on Instagram, the underscore mob show.